I'm talking, you're listening, and remember, Jody was a bum. Hello, welcome back to the College Chronicles podcast. Y'all are now listening to season three, episode five. And today we're going to be talking about financial literacy. Yes. So stay tuned and let's just get right into it. Okay, so as you all know, if you don't know, I do have an Instagram page titled The College Chronicles. Follow the Instagram page for updates on when new episodes are dropping, which everyone should know at this point that my episodes drop on Fridays at 10 a.m. promptly. However, I post the topics beforehand. I post the countdown so you can just know what I'm going to be talking about. I do polls, questionnaires, and I ask what do the listeners want to talk about so i posted something on that page and i asked people what should my next topic be about and i got different things there's more episodes coming very promptly but before i even get started and before i start talking disregard the washer and the dryer because i'm washing and drying disregard the rain camera because i cannot control people you know with the motion and also disregard that smoke detector because i have no idea which one it is this house is so big i don't know which one it is i changed the batteries but i feel like i'm missing one and i don't know which one it is but wait till i get a hold to it so yeah just disclaim 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 (sighs) new location is going to be coming soon but yeah so i have a bunch of different topics that people want me to talk about I just want to say, when it comes to finances, I have yet to be an expert. I have yet to get to the point where I'm like, okay, this is a plan. I'm sticking to it. I am working on discipline. I am learning discipline. I am learning saving methods. I'm trying stuff. I'm budgeting. So I'm learning. We can all learn together. This is all a learning experience. But someone commented and said, why we have to teach ourselves money management and economics, etc. So I was like, oh, this is a good topic because like that is the truth. I feel like financial literacy should start so young. Okay, so let's just rewind. Let's go back before college because I definitely think that this should start way before college. Like we should be financially literate or set up or have some type of understanding of a, of a plan prior to being in college. So as far as I can remember, when it came to finances, I'm just going to talk about a timeline of when I remember people, guest speakers, anyone who came to help me to talk to me about finances anytime. So I remember in the fourth grade, in fourth grade this woman came i think she worked for a bank i'm not sure which bank she came to my school well she came to my class and we did like this little group assignment group program that she set up for us and she gave us like a check and that was my first time probably like seeing a check up close and personal i've seen my grandma with some prior to that and she wrote on the check and we had to like 
write on the check. I think we were like fake paying for something and we had to write a check to her and she taught us how to write a check. So that is like one of the first things that I can remember learning. And I was in the fourth grade. I learned how to write a check in the fourth grade. Still throughout my adulthood, I had to be like, hold on, let me just do a little quick Google search. So, you know, obviously it wasn't like 100% foolproof. However, that was my first time doing anything like that, even though it wasn't like direct money. But that's when I learned like where you write this out, you write these words out. Boom. After that, I don't know if everyone in different states has done this as far as the United States, because I do know I have listeners outside of the country. Shout out to y'all. But in Louisiana, where I'm from, they have this place and I cannot think of the name. Oh, if you know the name, please tell me. I do not know the name. And you go on like field trips. Like I said, this might be another state. You go on field trips and it's like you have mock jobs. Like, and they try and like give you a taste of real life. Oh, honey, I remember doing this in middle school and then I did it again at summer camp slash job one. I went to job one. I don't know if they have job one in every state, but I feel like it was a rite of passage growing up. Everybody went to job one because <laughs> that's where I met so many people I know. Job one. Anyways. So it's like um, set up like kind of like a, a little city, like a little city and you get in groups and then you separate and they gave us money. They give you money, but you don't just get money. You have to get a job. So you get a job. It was like randomized. I think I like spin a wheel. I spin the wheel, spun a wheel. Oh, girl, <laughs> I spun this wheel and then like you get a job. And then you spin another wheel and then you get a wage. So I cannot remember where I was working. I think I was working at like Starbucks. Like this is like a mock, you know, it's kind of like a field trip slash they're trying to teach you something at the same time. So I think I was working at Starbucks and I don't know what I was getting paid, but it wasn't enough. And so then there's the teachers or, you know, the people who work there and they're giving you these scenarios. I remember I had like a flat tire so I paid my bills so I, I I did my little you know fake work shift at Starbucks came back I had my money I'm like okay so then they're like okay pay your bills so I'm paying my bills mind you this is like I was in like 10th grade so I don't know this had to be like 2014 15 between 2014 and 2015 yeah one of those years so that's just to kind of paint a picture of the economy but I came back and I'm like okay I paid my bills and so they're like okay well you have to wait till you get paid again so you can put this money in your savings puts money in my savings and they like give us these little scenarios I had a flat tire so I had to get my tire fixed so I'm like oh okay so and then I had to get groceries and I'm like so I had to go to the grocery store. There's like a fake grocery store. I went to the grocery store and I went and got groceries. And I'm like, all right, like my money is just trickling and trickling and trickling. And I kid you not, by the end of the field trip, everybody was broke. Or some people just was living off 
change or we were basically the gang was just showing us like how easy it is to fall victim to the economy and you know be paycheck to paycheck and live paycheck to paycheck which this is not a choice i'm pretty it's not a choice for anybody i mean i'm i know there's nobody who wakes up and and lives their life and is like i'm gonna live paycheck to paycheck that's not anyone's idealistic reality does it happen yes do we want this to happen to us no but that's just like one of the only things I remember doing. And I was like, damn, like I'm broke. And I was like, so what do we do? Now, when we were playing this game, we're slash at this field trip. I'm like, so what now? Like, I think that the job I had was paying like every two weeks. Mind you, I had, I had to pay my bills. I had to get groceries. I had to call, I put gas in my car. My tire got messed up. I think I had another incident on my cards and they were like, oh, your MacBook broke and I needed my MacBook. So I had to get my laptop fixed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and I was just asking her, I'm like, so what now? And she's just like, nothing and I'm like oh no I need to get another job and she's like yes so then they talked to us about that like why some people work so many jobs or why women or men have take on trades or this but other than that throughout my entire elementary middle school and high school life I didn't really learn about finances they try and prepare you and tell you about college they made me apply to colleges and I'm not gonna say made but you know at my school you have to apply at least to one college to graduate from what I believe and I was just like this is too much going on at one time like they're telling you you're going to be going to college. So then I'm like, oh, I have to give me a job before, you know, the semester starts. Even though, like, I know my mom is going to be paying for most of, the, like, all the stuff in my dorm. I can read in my dorm. But, like, where do y'all expect people to pull this money from? And some people I do know that when they go to college, they get, like, big refunds or hefty refunds or a refund to keep them afloat. But idealistically, you got to think about it while being in college. If most college kids... I'm not going to say most. I'm probably going to say like a certain percentage. I don't know the, the numbers, but I'm not going to say most. So maybe it's like a 50-50. 50 percent of kids go to college with a vehicle. And I'm going to say like maybe like the other half doesn't. Like I say, this is not like real statistical numbers, but I'm just saying. From what I've experienced being in college, half of the people I knew when we came didn't have a car. The other half did. So... Okay, let's just say your freshman year, you're in a dorm. That's expensive. Okay, your tuition covers it. I still, with scholarships, with grants, with my financial aid, had to pay for something. I had to pay my scholarships and grants and federal aid mainly covered my tuition and board. But it didn't cover my housing and meal plan. So that's what I ended up ultimately having to come out of my pocket with. My freshman year, I was staying in a dorm. And when you stay in a dorm, they were like, you have to get the automatic. You have to get this automatic meal plan. It's called like at Southeastern. Yes, that's the university I attend. 
Don't come find me. Don't come looking for me, please. At Southeastern, you have to get like a gold plan, which is like a $1,500 meal plan. So on top of me, I had a single. I had a single. So I had my own room. On top of me having a single, I have to pay for that dorm. And then I have to get this automatic meal plan. So if you come, even if you commute, you know, like you're going to be spending money. But if you want to focus on school, you're probably not going to be working that much. I know a lot of people work at like the library or work around campus. You know, they have student work jobs. And I think those jobs, when I applied, the student work job was like eight. 50 and I'm like damn like I know I'm trying to focus on school but I have things like I need my responsibilities taken care of like what so you have let's just say I did let's just say you have a car you have if your family isn't helping you out even if they are you know that's still somebody spending money on it. Car note, car insurance. Some people get lucky they don't have a car note. So car insurance, groceries, books. I know a lot of universities have to pay for books. At my school, you don't have to pay for books. You rent books and you give them back at the end of the semester. You have to pay for books. You have to pay for supplies. Everything in the bookstores or everything at the university stores is expensive. Everything is pricey. I feel like when you're in a college town, there's just so much in your area tailored to college students for you to spend money. Yeah, you can get a job off campus and work, but they have you have to find a job that's going to work around your hours and your availability and a job that's very flexible. It's just a lot. So I feel like there needs to be a plan in place or at least a class in school every year ninth through 12th grade teaching you how to save money how to manage how to budget so right now in my almost mid-20s i'm i'm navigating and i'm learning and i'm figuring things out so i just was doing my research probably like last year and i'm just like i feel like when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh no, like I've seen and witnessed a lot of people run through money. Like I witnessed so many people run through money. They were getting unemployment. They were getting this, they were getting that. Like I know some people got loans, stuff like that. And it was gone. And I'm like, wow. And I just kept saying to myself, like, imagine, I could only imagine if I was getting unemployment or I was making $700, $800 a week inside, a week inside, but I think I would still be sitting on something from that. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So one financial tip that was shared from someone and I don't know, I don't know if I can find his page. It was like a man on Twitter and he like, he just tweets like financial stuff. But like I said, I was doing my research. I was trying to figure out things. So I'm, let me see if I can find him. So, all right, here it is. 
I don't know if this is his exact page because so many people say this, you know, the same thing over and over on social media. But he has this saving method and it's 50, 30, 20, 50 percent of your. I thought it was like at first I was like, I wonder if it was overall, but it's per check, per check. 50 percent of your check is for your needs. What are needs gas groceries so bills let's just say that bills bills are your needs your gas is a need groceries eating food that's a need 30 percent of your check goes to your wants what is a want as far as when it comes to food, going out to eat, having fun, entertainment, subscriptions. You don't need subscriptions. You don't need to go out to eat. You know what I'm saying? So that's wants. That falls under wants. New shoes, new clothes. That's wants. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we all need clothes. But like shopping sprees, uh, stuff to go out, accessories, jewelry, makeup. That is wants because you don't need it. I even consider my wants. I think I had a problem like deferring my wants for my needs as far as it came to like personal care, like nails and toes. And I'm like, mm, so I still find myself on the fence about it because I'd be like, I need my nails done. But it's like, do you need your nails done? Or do you want your nails done? I need my toes done. Do you need your toes done? Or do you want your toes done? My eyebrows. Okay. People might call your eyebrows getting waxed a want. But I say as a woman, that's a need for me. <laughs> so I think the only thing that I was like on the fence about is my actual personal care. Because I have a problem. Like feeling like my personal care is not a need so mm, I include in that 50% personal care nails toes hair now if I want a certain wig or I want my hair done a certain way just because then that's obviously a want but like if I know it needs to be done push come to shove I can do my own hair I can do something to it I'm not really like um to the point where I could just not go out and get my hair done and do my own hair. But a lot of things I have learned to do on my own. I have learned how to do my own makeup. So if I want my makeup done, that's a want. Because I, um, if I feel like I have to go somewhere and I need my makeup done, I can do it. So it's ultimately a want. And then lastly, 20% of your check for savings. Now, when I first heard this, it sounded like you're not saving no money. I'm like, girl, what 20%? Let me tell you, 20% of each of my checks does a lot for me. And since I want to say the past two years, since 2021, I have been working two jobs. Right now, I'm in between my second job, but I've kept two jobs since then because one job is not enough. One source of income now in this economy, in this environment where Everything is just supply, demand, supply, demand. Everything is increasing, you know, 
everything is fluctuating prices minimum wage is still minimum wage there's no wages being raised and rent is getting higher mortgage is getting higher insurance is getting higher everything that bill wise is getting more expensive but the wages are not increasing and people can still work at a place where they can make seven dollars an hour people can still work and make eight dollars an hour and if you multiply that times the average rent in that city or even overall in the state they cannot afford to stay there unless they work 60 plus 70 plus 80 plus hours a week that is not idealistic it's not you know so I felt like hmm, 20% I'm not gonna but saving just that 20% it does something like it does something so if you're wondering like how I do that I just do the math I see what my direct deposit is gonna be and which what the, the, the funniest part about it is ever since I've had the two jobs one of the jobs that I had my second job it got my um direct deposit would hit the same day so I got two direct deposits the same day so I would just like calculate them both 50% 30 20 50 30 20 the other job I had I got paid bi-weekly the job I have now pays weekly I prefer weekly because I feel like when you get paid bi-weekly it's like oh, you're waiting forever to see your money I don't know I just prefer it whatever but having two jobs that's fine to me if I get paid bi-weekly because one week I'm going to be getting paid twice. I don't know. I honestly think it's more cost efficient to be in a relationship now. Well, relationships are expensive. Because you do spend money on your significant other. And you do end up doing things together. And you're doing things as a unit instead of one. But even another person's income helping with the bills helps. But if you're single in this economy, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Especially... The thing that I was just talking to a friend of mine about in college, it cripples you. College can really cripple you financially, especially if you get an internship and it's not paid or if you really have a hard major, which I'm not going to say there's no easy major, but I'm talking about a major that requires more time, more labs, you know, numbers. We're talking numbers and stuff like, you know, it's the classes are harder. The professors are harder than some classes you take because sometimes you can take an elective and it's hard. So I'm not saying that one major is just easy breezy because getting a degree, no matter what your major is, is hard. You still have to put the time, the dedication, your money into it. But I feel like it cripples you because it doesn't allow you to make the money that you can without burning yourself out ultimately. So I feel like if you have family or someone helping you pay your bills, helping you do stuff and you can focus on school, that's a blessing. It's a blessing. And I don't know. I feel like I've said that in a couple of podcasts and I'm going to continue to say it's a blessing. So even if you decide to do a different saving method save something in louisiana here in louisiana it's so common to have hurricanes have you a hurricane emergency fund some shoebox money cash i know at my one of my jobs i get cash tips i try and just keep that around you know keep that even if i can use that to get lunch and not use my card so anyways but the 50, 30, 20 thing has been working for me because it, I feel like I don't take too much. I did recently. Oh, my goodness. And thank goodness for savings because 
But I recently had like some speed bumps. That's what I call them on the road to happiness. I had some speed bumps financial wise and I had to pay for stuff. You know, I had to pay for stuff and oh, I was thirsty. I had to pay for stuff and I was able to go in my savings and have the money to pay for it. Did I want to pay for this stuff, these speed bumps? No. Did I have it? Yes. And I was grateful because look at what, you know, I had it. However, the 50-30-20 thing has been working out for me, but I just took a step up and I've been having this app on my phone. They changed the name of it, but it's called Rocket Money. And I just wanted to be, I think I had got to a point where I was spending so much money, I was like... I have to see where my money is going. <laughs> I have to see where my money is going because there's no way that this is real life. Like, I need to see where my money is going. So, once I got to that point, I downloaded the app and I'm on the app right now. So, on this app, I have my overall dashboard. I can see how much money I have spent this month. Today is... While I'm recording this, this is Thursday, May 4th. They say my current spend this month is $92, which is $409 before last, below last month. So last month, on the 4th, April 4th, I had spent almost $500, four days into the month. So, like I said, I've been having a reality check with myself. I think last month was like I OD. Like, I spent a lot of money. But I made a lot of money. But I just spent, you know, like I said, I had some speed bumps. So, I had to pay my dues. I can see my checking account. I have more than one financial institution. I have more than one bank. So, I can see my checking accounts. I have credit cards. I can see my credit card balance. I can see my net cash, which is, what is net cash? Net cash is your total amount in checking minus your outstanding credit card balances. A positive net cash enables you to pay off your credit cards each month, which in turn helps you avoid large interest expenses and late fees. And I can also see my savings. I have more than one savings account. And I can see both of those. And I can also see my investments. I do have investments in stock. That's a whole nother story. If you're interested in stock, just do a research. I think that's the most important thing. Like if you don't know anything about something or you want to learn about something, just research it. I did research on stocks. I was into options trading. I have been saying I want to get back into options trading, but I just think right now I just need to focus on one thing at a time. But I will be doing options trading again because it's kind of like gambling. I will link some links that I used on YouTube that I learned to watch and just learn about anything. Even if you're just curious, it's it doesn't hurt to Google something. So overall, I can see my checking, car balance, savings, and investments. And I can see how much money I have. I can see how much money I have in all together in my checking account on both accounts I can see how much I have on my savings accounts overall I can see my car balances for my credit cards 
and I can see my investments. This is all in one tab. So then there's a recurring tab. Recurring tells me what subscriptions and bills I have. Like I can see I get a direct deposit today and then I have one, two, three, four, four bills in the next seven days due. And they said this at the top of the app, you have four recurring charges coming up within the next seven days for, and then they have the amount. And they also have my paycheck that's coming and then they have my next paycheck that's coming. So yeah, and then I can also see coming later, stuff that's due towards the end of the month, which like I said, I like this app. I love this app. I've been using it probably for over a year. I do have a subscription. You do not have to have a subscription to use this app. It's not like one of those apps. Oh, you have to. To see everything that I can see, you have to have a subscription. But the thing that I like about it is you get to choose how much you want to pay. I think I was paying $7 a month. And then I was like, mm. so I think I pay $4 a month. Like you literally, there's like a bar and you choose, which I do like that. And I think that other apps should take note of that. That is a cool feature. I pay $4 a month though. I feel like that's reasonable. $4 a month and I get to see all of this. I mean, I'm clearly I'm spending money on a lot of other stuff. I could afford $4 a month to see where my money is going because I did download this app because I was like, mm -mm. something not adding up. I got tired of remembering when bills was paid and forgetting and stuff like that. So it really helps. So under recurring, you can also see all. They say that right now I have four subscriptions. I actually have five because I have HBO Max now and I haven't even been watching it. But my Apple Music, my Hulu, my Netflix, their subscription for their own app, I have that under here. And it tells me how much I spend on subscriptions per year. They also have a feature that can let you cancel or lower bills. So like they keep telling me that I could get lower rates on my car insurance. I have under my bills. One time, I remember I had an overdraft. I don't know what happened, but I had an overdraft in my account. And they sent me a message and they were like, oh, you know, hey, Brittany, you have an overdraft. Do you know that you can get the fees reversed? Because I had an overdraft, but then I got charged an overdraft fee. I never knew that you could call your bank and tell them that you have an overdraft fee and you want to take it off. Because I don't know. I don't know the semantics. I don't know the whole story behind it. But I literally got my overdraft fee taken off, which I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And I think I ended up getting two in the same month. Like I said, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what I had going on, but I got my overdraft fees taken off and they reversed it and put the money back in my account. I was like, ooh. So it's not, you know, I just, this is not like an ad or anything. Like, it's just not like one of those apps that you're just paying and giving them your money to see stuff and they're just showing you. Like, they really did help me because I didn't know, I did not know that. And I think I had told somebody in my family and they had got one and they ended up calling. But I don't think like if you're a frequent overdrafter, like I don't think if you frequently get overdrafts in your account that they're going to keep doing that. My bank, because I didn't know about that. So when I talked to a representative at my bank, I think they said that they only do it twice if it's like in the same quarter. So I guess like, you know, within the 
certain amount of months, you can only get like two overdrafts. But like I said, I ended up getting two in one month and they helped me with that. I'm not really interested in the car insurance. They claim that my car insurance is my car insurance trust. That's the cheapest rate I found. I've called just about everybody. Baby, I'm happy with what I have. But like I said, it's a good app to have for me personally. And they also, you know, they have other stuff on here. So they have my network. I never press the button. That's a new feature. They said you can start growing your network, track your financial health, let them do the math, get automatic updates. I don't want to see my network right now. I'm not in that place. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year. But right now, I don't want to see my network. I'm I'm in college. I'm 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 swimming. I'm swimming. I'm not drowning, but I'm swimming. I wouldn't say in debt, but in finances. So baby, I don't want to see that right now. I don't need that type of negativity in my life. And then what I use the most is the spending category. I have a bar graph and there's a circle graph per month. So bar graph overall, I can see what my like average income is. And there's two categories in the bar graph. There's earned and spent. And I said that my goal, one of my goals was to have more spent than, I mean, more earned than spent. So January, I think they were about what and what. February, I earned more than I spent. March, I earned more than I spent. April, I spent more than I earned. But like I said, speed bumps. And it was nothing that wasn't a, a need. It was stuff that was needed. It just came up out of nowhere. And then May, we were going to see. So far, I have spent more than I earned. But I've spent because I have a bill due the first week of May. So, I had to pay my bills. <laughs> so, that's the only reason because I had bills to pay. But other than that. We're going to see where this goes. I'm excited to see what happens. I just want to see. There's different categories. So there's bills and utility categories, dining and drinks, cash and checks, personal care, auto and transport. And I started a budget. So I put myself on a budget. You can also put yourself on a budget on this app. The only thing they're going to do is tell you how much is remaining, tell you, you know, what's left to spend. Like I said, Everything is not for everybody. Everyone have different ways. I know one of my coworkers, she's young. She's in like about to graduate high school. And she was saying that she takes $100 out of each check. And I'm like, well, you know, some people can do more than what others can. Or I'm not saying that I put in my savings less than $100. But I'm just saying that some people do stuff like that. I know some people who take half of their check and put it in their savings because that's what they're able to do. Look, whatever works for you. I like the 50, 30, 20 method. But why we weren't taught stuff like this or why don't people know about stuff like this or why a lot of people don't budget. It's just simply it's like the system is like stacked against us. The odds are stacked against you. You know, they people want you to work one job for your entire life. Give them all your time and then you retire and then you take your retirement and then you're supposed to live life. Who wants to live life? After 66 years old, I want to live my life now. I want to be comfortable. I was just recently talking to some older men at my job and they were talking about retirement funds and this and that. And I'm just like, baby, I think my ultimate goal 
when it comes to finances is to be financially stable, to have passive income and to live life while earning. So one of my biggest goals is passive income. So however I obtain that, I will obtain it. That's something that I'm going to get done. But I think that passive income and I think that having multiple streams of income is very important. But most importantly, you can't just oof, take that word of my vocabulary. You have to put in order a saving plan. And like I said, I understand what they're saying about retirement and stuff. And yeah, I want to have money and I'm Lord said the same, living a long life or, you know, a long enough life to have a retirement fund. I do want to have money for when I retire, you know, and to be settled down. I don't want to retire old. I are, and when I say old, I'm talking about like the retirement age is what, 66. I don't want to have to work till 66 and then retire. I want to have passive income. Even when I'm retired, I still want to be obtaining income. You know, people talk about having kids. I was just talking with my therapist. I'm in therapy again, y'all. Snaps, not claps. She just was talking about how it costs well, $150,000 or $250,000. I think she said $250,000. $250,000 to raise a child from the ages of birth to 18. And of course, you're still going to be taking care of your child after that because that's always going to be your child. But just from birth to 18, it costs $250,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> one child you have to be financially stable to bring a child in this world financially comfortable well you don't have to be but i have to be a lot of people bring kids in this world and they don't have money and they rely on this and that you know i don't want to rob peter to pay paul i don't want to penny pinch i don't want to bring a child into this world living paycheck to paycheck i i always say like i want to have my ducks in a row i and one thing that i said as long as I was in my mama house, as long as I'm in my mama house, I am not bringing a child into this world. I'm not about to bring a child into this world to raise them in a room, to share a room with the child, to raise them in a room. No, 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 no. And I did not grow up the having this and this and this and that, but I had more than enough. You know, I had wants and I still had needs. But a lot of sacrificing had to be made for that. I don't want to have to sacrifice. I want it to be simple and easy and doable, you know. So paying it forward. I want to pay it forward to my future child or children. You know, I want you to be able to be comfortable and to just have everything that you need. You know, you don't want to. Oh, I need to borrow this. Oh, I need to do this. Or I don't want to be working so much that I'm away from a child. That's not a dynamic that I think will work. First and foremost, I want a family. And something built on top of a foundation, not something just, you know, idle. It's going to be on top of a foundation, not just. Ooh, I don't know. It just baby. But yes, y'all, I really like this app, Rocket Money. Just look it up. I'm going to also put a link to Rocket Money in the description box. That is a cool app. I always post it on my page and people are like, what's that? And I'm just like, oh, it's a, you know, it's an app. And 
attraction finances so i'll let you know so when i make another podcast or when i release another podcast at the end of the month i'm gonna let y'all know how i did in my budget because i had just i didn't get off topic but like i said you're not gonna hear about me having kids uh until i'm doing lovely and <laughs> not bringing a child into poverty or anything so right now this i've spent five percent of my 2100 total budget i put myself on a 2100 budget for the entire month my car is very very fuel efficient i just want to see something so i can go to last month and like i said you don't have to use all of these apps some people use a planner to keep up with their bills and write stuff down i have to put everything in my calendar i have to see everything i have to get notified so how much is this Okay, so in the month of April, I have spent $45 filling my tank up. That's for the entire month. And I put my tank up a half. So it's just small stuff. Like I said, if you feel like one source of income is not okay, I understand that. That's very reasonable. But things have been coming along as far as with the 50, 30, 20 method. I'm going to continue to do that. Also, in goals, in goals of just having passive income and things like that. Like everything is going to work itself out. Everything is working itself out. But you have to have a plan. So I feel like this keeps me more disciplined. Like I say, I will come back with an update at the end of May and see if I've spent more or made more. So... We're going to see. I've paid a couple of bills. Hopefully, I make more than I spend. That'll really make me happy. So, yeah. That's really the gist of what I wanted to say. We all got to get it together. We all got to figure out a plan. Especially while we're young. Especially being in college. I don't want to burn myself out. So, I definitely will try and work. Because I have two jobs. I'm, again, like for the most part, so I'm going to try and work the same days. I'm going to see how it works working the same days instead of working, you know, work at this job one day, off from this job. I'm going to try and work the same days, fill my schedules in, and keep my off days off. If my schedule goes as planned, I can work three days of the week and have four off days to Create something else, you know, to work on passive income, to work on something else. And also, of course, focus on school. But I'm going to see how that works. And I'm going to keep y'all updated. Check out Rocket Money. It's a really good app. This is not a paid ad. Again, it's not sponsored. They did not tell me to talk about this, but I'm just talking about it. And hopefully, everyone can figure out, we can all figure out a way of saving money and no matter how much you make, no matter how many jobs you have, being able to save money and still live the life that you want, you know. So I'm going to talk to y'all on the next episode.